0: Hello, Munya here and welcome back to the Brits Top Table podcast with MasterCard. <laughs> podcast where Sideman and I crash the tables of the rich and famous and demand to know their best showbiz stories while threatening them with a napkin.
1: Uh, Speak for yourself, Munya, but yes, we will indeed be speaking to the biggest names in music and showbiz about the Brits and we're sat here the day after an amazing
0: Brits show. Before we get into today's guests. We, we thought we'd run you through some of the most epic moments in case you missed it, in case the Wi-Fi was playing up for whatever reason. So in case you missed the Brits, which if you did, sorry, you missed out on a lot because 4,000 people were in attendance. Yep. The biggest live event we've had since UK went into lockdown. Coldplay performed on the Thames. Very, very brave, especially as they had to swim back because the, the the show had already started. So it was up to them then. And Duralipa performed on the Tube and also called for an NHS pay rise. Yeah, I love that. And Boris right. could never... <laughs> well, it was
1: Olivia Rodrigo's first ever live performance of a hit single driver's license and that was quite something I really enjoyed the set design for that as well Elton John and Ali from years and years performed Rag and Bone Man performing with Pink and NHS Lewisham and Greenwich choirs like it was so good to see uh, those choirs showing their talent and stuff like that and just knowing that the crowd was made primarily
0: of key workers I think that was just beautiful yeah 100% it was very special seeing like all the people who've kind of kept us going through lockdown so that was incredible in addition to a Little Mix breaking history as the first females in 41 years of the Brits to win British group. Long best time, British long group. time,
1: long time. And then,
0: of course, Taylor Swift made it to England on what I assume was a Ryanair flight. First ever female <laughs> at 31 years old, uh, youngest person ever to win the Global Icon. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine Taylor Swift
1: isolating I just can't imagine that. Where does Taylor Swift isolate? Like, do they set up a castle? Just an interim well, castle or something? Well, listen, like,
0: if Premier Inn's good enough for Lenny Henry, I'm sure uh, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor would ha- wouldn't have any qualms.
1: But yes, let's get on to today's guest. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much it was the biggest night in British history. And here to discuss it some more with us is an eight-time Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter and producer who, at 23, is already one of the greatest artists of his time, producing hits for himself and his little sis who won a Brit Award last night, it's Phineas! Yes! Hi, guys.
2: Yeah. And Phineas. his latest
1: collaboration partner is also with us. She's performed at Coachella, opened for Love and Luis Capaldi, helped write a hit of Demi Lovato and has just finished her brand new album, Hello, Ah. Yes.
0: yes! Okay, and finally, joining us, is a Radio 1 DJ and presenter who smashed the ITV2 coverage of the Brits yesterday and has also broken Beyonce's record for the most outfit changes at a concert. <laughs> it's Clara Ampho. Hey, Clara, how are you? Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good, man, I'm good. So let's first of all just get a gauge of where we're at. So Phineas, Ash, Clara, uh, what was your experience of the Brits? Clara, obviously you were there in the heat of the moment. Ash and Phineas, did you manage to catch some of the things that went on last night?
3: Yeah, I watched on YouTube um, live. I I came on like maybe a quarter of the way in and I saw Harry win uh, the single, which was amazing. And I'm such a fan. And then Taylor's speech, which was nuts and inspiring. And yeah, I, I caught I caught like really important moments for me that I wanted to see. <laughs>
0: It's amazing that you managed to be fashionably late to a virtual ceremony. That's when you know you're showbiz. <laughs>
3: totally. Well, I wasn't there. How about yourself?
2: I was on set for a lot of it, but we we also i was i was also involved in the the secret presenting of Billy's award, which was a a fun uh, little process. But um, yeah, the, I've watched some performances retroactively, and they're amazing. I I have always felt that way about the the Brits. I remember. You can tell me which year this was from, but I remember um the nineteen seventy-five um doing Sincerity is Scary on like the treadmill a couple years ago. That was like a, a performance oh. that I found super, super, super inspiring. That was sick. Yeah, I loved that. And so I've I've made sure to like tune into them regularly since then. And um so I'm I'm always very inspired by the production value of everything.
1: Yeah. The set design is absolutely amazing. And Coldplay's performance on the Thames, that was, that was insane. Like, I'm looking at those holographs and I'm saying, how are they doing that? Where is the projector? Like, I just like, I still look at things in a very rudimental way. So even when I'm looking at the set designs on on stage, I'm like, where are all these lights plugged in? Do they have the hugest, what do you call them again? Extension cord of all time? Like,
0: I'm literally just looking in complete and utter awe at what I'm seeing before me. That is a great question because you know extension leads in the uk for us commoners only have six six plugs yeah. so the ones that have the brits it's like when you get to a certain level of fame do your extension cords have more <laughs> plug sockets in
1: yeah that's one of a, life's a speak
2: to this
0: do you have an extension cord with more than six sockets I mean, it has
1: got
2: 60 i have a lot of sockets that's a plug
1: <laughs> do you have a room called extension cord
2: <laughs> i don't have, i don't have a room but i have i have a lot of i have to plug in so much so much stupid stuff to record music so i needed a lot of a lot of extension cord sockets,
1: extension cord yeah. into extension cord—the inception of it all. It just it just boggles the brain. <laughs> yeah.
0: so Phineas, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, because we what we saw here in the UK was uh, when Billy Billy won her award, we saw like a sort of acceptance yeah. speech. We didn't get to see any of the award being presented. Yeah. This was obviously for International Female Solo Artist. For anyone who doesn't know, um, if you if you were the one who had to give her the award, at this point, is it even a surprise anymore? Like, is it very casual, or, or do you still try and sort of build it up?
2: Yeah, we actually, to my mother's credit, we devised a whole Mm. scheme um, that we were like, "Hey, Billy, we're gonna go downstairs. You're gonna present someone else with an award," and we took her downstairs with the award, and then when they turned the camera on, my mom was like, "It's you." It was really, really sweet. But that was—I thought that was a sweet idea to like surprise her.
4: Love that. Yeah, that's really
0: nice. That's gonna give you so many brother points as well. I like that. They're hard to come by.
2: Did she cry? Did did I cry or did she cry?
0: No, did she cry?
2: No.
3: <laughs>
1: you know what annoys me, yeah? <laughs> I hate when I set up moments for people and they don't give me the tear that I needed. Like, <laughs> it feels like, oh, what could I have done more? There's got to be something else I could have done to drag the emotional levity necessary. Yeah, making somebody
2: cry feels really good.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, for the when you make them cry for the right reason. I think it yeah. feels good always. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas chose violence. We yeah. woke him up at 7 a.m. And this is what we're getting. <laughs> Evil Phineas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, speaking of kind of watching remotely, Clara, we made like a light light joke about how many outfit changes you did. The nails even were custom built. When uh, Phineas and Ash, did you, um, I mean, did you what? Did you have to dress? Did you choose to dress up? Did you wash it in your PJs? How big did you go with the viewing? I mean, you were on set, Phineas, so you are probably dressed as a, I don't know what film it was for. I'm assuming it's one of the Fast and Furious films. But Ash, what did you, you know... Were you cosy or were you tuxedoed up?
3: I probably had pajama bottoms on and like a cute top on the top. So if I had to be on video, that's what you would see. But I had like a little uh, like impromptu listening watch party. Um, So a bunch of fans, Mm -hmm. like Uh we all watched the Brits together and were like, when Harry won, amazing! That's amazing. yeah, it was pretty cute. It was very last minute. I was like, okay, we're doing this. And I like posted it on Twitter. And then there was like 1,200 of us just like watching the Brits together, which was really cute. Um, but That's it was on amazing. camera. so Harry's fan base didn't is have amazing. To be, I didn't have to be hot.
1: Harry's fan base is absolutely insane. <laughs> like literally, the, you have to call him breathtaking because you what I watched him take girls' breaths away <laughs> yesterday. But, but as they scream to an inaudible, only Doug can hear them
0: volume. <laughs> like, it was it was absolutely crazy. Um, so, finnish uh, and Ash, really interested in in finding out for you, because when we watch, you know, when we watch the Grammys here in England, it's always like, whoa, like, this is crazy. We're we kind of, we're seeing everyone we've ever seen on TV and on YouTube, obviously, because, you know, America's so huge. With Britain, when you're watching like a British awards show, are there any things that you notice that kind of you, you see as quirky or things that are very different because... You know, we perceive we've been watching it for years, and yeah. so to us, it's normal. But are there any sort of little details you guys pick on that we probably wouldn't?
3: I don't know. I feel like the the humor overall is just a little bit drier mm. in general. That's just yeah. like with anything British. So, like, I watch the Grammys, and you're like, people, Americans are just like not that funny, and so it's <laughs> like watching the Brits. I was just like <laughs> cracking up. Ash- Ash chose violence against her own. Yes. I love it. I yes. mean, it's true. Phineas is
0: rubbing off on Ash.
3: <laughs> Betray them for us. It's true. Watching the Brits is so you, it was so much funnier. So that I maybe that. Yeah,
0: Jack, Jack. did a great job of hosting. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, super brave.
3: Mm.
0: And Phineas. Ha- ha- yeah, I don't gone. think
4: people realize how difficult it is to host a show of, of that magnitude. And Jack's humour and timing, for me, were, were, just, were just perfect last night. So yes. on point. We loved the sea shanty <laughs> moment. Yes, it was really good.
1: <laughs> Especially when you've got people literally not figuratively looking down on you. Because the way that this, the way that it's set up, you're literally <laughs> in the middle of the floor and there's so much people in the stands above you literally just looking down on what you're doing that it's hard to get a perception of the audience to draw from it because it's like... He comes from a stand up background, and when you do stand up, it's more you're higher, end and then the crowd is lower. But this is a complete flip on its head,
0: and I just think he does a great job of balancing all that. Yeah, man, I don't know where he gets the courage from, but he smashed Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Everyone, let's talk about the winners. I'm just going to very quickly go through because, you know, we had. Um, there were a few surprises, some mm-hmm. that we expected. So we've got people like Arlo Parks, Little Mix, Jay Huss, Billie Eilish, of course, Dua Lipa, The weekend. Harry Styles, Griff, who we had on the show, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa again. Um, in terms of your experiences with any of the names on the list, are, are there any there that you kind of, when you heard their name get called for the award, you felt the kind of the butterflies they would be feeling because of your connection to them or having worked with them? Clara, you may have interviewed them. Uh, you know, who were you most pre- pleased for on the night?
4: I was absolutely delighted um, for Arlo Parks Mm -hmm. um, and for Dua and and, and for Little Mix. I think Little Mix, what they said was so on point with their speech. Yes. Um, You know, the music industry is ran by a lot of, you know, uh, white men of a particular age um, (laughs) who who make decisions for people. Look, the human experience, of course, like, look, we're, we're all born on this planet, but unfortunately we're not all treated equally. Yeah. And it, there's a disproportionate, you know, type of person that, that is that is in charge in, in the industry, you know, and mm-hmm. only certain people are given voices. And I think people have, have probably counted them out and looked down on them because they are a quote unquote girl band mm-hmm. when in fact, you know, they are three incredible vocalists they are brilliant songwriters they are brilliant business women and they and you know they really use their voices in in a really purposeful in a purposeful way that I think people are conditioned to not expect out of a quote-unquote girl band and and I Mm. loved the moment they took when they made their speech and they work their arse I think we've got this perception that you know being a group means that you have to be this polymath that plays 50 instruments or it's not real unless there's not, unless there's a guitar involved. And, and I think I think what, what they stand for just, I, th- I thought they were just fab. And again, Dua, her, her evolution as an artist, I've seen her from the start, you know, when she was quite shy and a bit unsure. She's become like this powerhouse. And again, Arlo, an incredible lyricist, Beautiful voice and she she really has broken through. So to to give her that award, like she, she really, really deserved it. And I, I think she just got an everlasting. Yeah. I just
1: want to I just want to know which line I just want to know which line she was on. Was she on the Bakerloo? Was she on the Northern line? These are the things that I end up thinking about. Mm. What you was she on. But also, just back to your little mix point. I, I, it was so amazing to me to hear them shout out girls aloud and sugar babes. I don't know why, but it just done something for me to <laughs> for them to make that call back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's like They're saying Okay we've won in this moment mm. But it's not because Those women shouldn't have won back then Mm-hmm. It's just because society has just caught up to what things should look like. And not yeah. caught up, let me not say caught up, is trying to catch up yeah. to mm-hmm. what it should look like. And I think I think to put it in that way and
0: perspective was so amazing of them yeah. to do. It felt like a really special moment in the arena yeah. and everyone was just all ears and everyone was resonating with the words. So yeah, that was actually, I can completely relate to that feeling. Um, how about you two? So Finnish and Ash uh, obviously may, may not have seen all of the acceptance speeches, but any previous experience with any of the artists where you thought, yeah, you know, go
1: on. Do you have any previous experience with (laughs) any
0: of the winners? Um,
2: Well, I love, uh, I love Arlo just as a a fan of hers. And I think like she's at a place in her career where she's gone through a lot of firsts. And I think like the first time you experience anything, it's the most magical and shocking. And I I just Uh, think she's very deserving. I think her music is amazing. I love her voice. I love the songs she writes. Um, so that's really cool and yeah I agree Clara I, I remember seeing Dua Lipa play a venue um, called Bardo in LA back in 2016 she played a show called School Night and it was I remember there, that that is a showcase for like artists at the very beginning of their careers you saw and I remember seeing, at School Night? yeah I saw it at School cool. Night and I remember seeing her and thinking oh this is this is really good like this is this is crazy good. And then within, you know, the next 12 months, she had new rules and was sort of taking over the world already. Um, But uh, yeah, so that's, that's always exciting for me, but, but yeah, on a personal note, I'm just a humongous fan of Arlo.
3: I was going to say the exact same thing. I I feel like Arlo is getting like the recognition that you hope new artists get. Um, And then I was going to say Haim Mm. too. Um, Oh their, yeah, of course uh, international group. Yes, I yes. was like I was like my eyes were welling up. I don't I I know Arlo better and we've talked. I don't know him closely yet. Yet. I'm going to I'm going to sneak my way into their girl band cuz I yes. love them. <laughs> but I feel like they are just so <laughs> deserving and they've been really underestimated. So the girls, I'm so proud of the girls.
0: Oh my God, it was such a great, I think eight out of the, out of the 11 categories were won by, you know, either solo yes. or group female artists. It was a brilliant, brilliant year. For we the just boys. need the festivals to follow that trend now. Yeah. With the lineups. Uh, also, uh, Clara,
1: mm. I wanted to ask as well, did you and Maya play rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets to hold? the award, who got to hold the Brits? And when you (laughs) held it, what sense of power did you feel? Did you feel like telling people don't come into my dressing room without my permission? Did it give you any sense of entitlement at all? You can be honest, this is a safe space.
4: Can I give you the real tea? Um, We didn't get to hold um, the Brits award that Arlo received um, because the social distancing rules are so strict. Um, i we i got to hold the envelope and i gave it to Arlo as a as a um a souvenir Aww. because i knew she'd want to keep it um, so the cute. minute the minute like uh, yeah i was like here at a distance take take the envelope because okay, going back to what you said ash what you said phineas like it's it, it's so she deserves it so much and you want to be able to like hold on to those moments like forever and you know to someone that might just be an envelope but that that's her win so sorry mm. there's no tea there with with the holding power with the, with the <laughs> award but there's a sexy envelope but it's if it's with Arlo
3: Parks, <laughs> what about the envelopes with Olivia mm. Rodrigo? What was the? What were the like secret envelopes that were oh, being left yes. on the tables? I did.
0: She wrote notes for everyone.
3: Like I love you. Like what was the? Oh, do no we know way. what the notes said? I'm so curious.
0: We do. We do. Apparently, she left personalized messages on notes on tables and on envelopes and stuff that's something i heard as that's well really, i'd love to see what she's left for heavy one that's like, like that one.
3: a taylor swift move you know that's such <laughs> a taylor like it. i am oh, like proper. really appreciating everyone i found out when i saw
0: taylor <laughs> i'm not gonna lie well, actually, you mentioned that, you know, there was a really special moment backstage. So I had two friends working backstage um, at the Brits who were kind of like set, telling us the, the, the secrets and the tea for the podcast. And they said that uh, somebody we had on the show very early on. So she was a British, the Breakthrough writing star, uh, Griff. So she is a huge Taylor Swift fan. She She bought like a Taylor Swift guitar. And uh, they apparently arranged for her to meet Taylor backstage, and it was just—it was one of those tear-joker moments. It was one of those kind of get through a whole box of Kleenex moments. Wow. So I wow. like to think we played some part in uncovering her Taylor Swift uh, the riff fandom. Is another, and then it happened on that's the night. Another
3: one. She's I incredible. I was blown away. Oh, she's fat. by <laughs> her performance and that her performance was like, amazing. Her speech yeah. too. I was like, you are a grown fifty-year-old woman in. A tiny body, <laughs> right? Like the, like the maturity and the professionalism. She gave us. She gave. She gave us the word.
0: Well, uh, guys, we're going to move things on now. We're going to play a very quick game. Ash and Phineas, of course we want you to be here with us at the Brits next year. However, to do that, uh, I'm afraid you're going to pass what we have devised and it is called a Britizenship test. (laughs) Yes. Now, Clara will be on hand to help, Yes. uh, if at all half an hour behind. But anyway, we're going to ask you a series of questions. You both need to answer correctly in order to be able to come to any future Brit Awards event. So, Phineas and Ash, question number one. The first king of England made a law that everyone had to what by 8 p.m.?
3: Why would I know this? Why would I ever know this?
2: I'm sorry, this is just what it takes to get into the country. Well, I've got a question, because I <laughs> I don't know yes. this either, but I'm assuming this this but amongst all of you Brits, I, I bet this is like common knowledge. I bet you're like... This is what we talk like about we, all the time. Yes. Hey, do yes. you remember yes. the Let's first king of England? That, that's true, yes. Yeah. He was such a jerk. Sorry, I'm sorry, I, I don't know. It's It's yeah. some, someone else's news.
3: It have um, to do with booze? Can, no. I phone a, can I get a clue?
0: Okay, what would you guys probably do? What do some um, people do at 8pm anyway?
3: Have se- sex? I don't know.
0: Uh, Whoa. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that. I didn't know that that was time I don't sensitive. Know, I was
3: like, trying to think <laughs> yeah. of something weird that the king would talk about.
0: Okay, so... You, you have could... an interesting impression of kings. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer was there used to be an 8pm curfew where the king went, right, I'm tired now everyone in England go to bed. So, everyone used to have to go to sleep at 8pm. Wow. So, technically, yesterday would have been the biggest law-breaking night in British history yes. if that king was still alive, which, thankfully, he's not. So, that's question number one. <laughs> question number two, okay. Sorry, man.
1: in England, the queen is the only person allowed to kill a what?
2: Shoot, is it like a... Like, the comparison in America is, like... Maybe like a Thanksgiving like turkey or something. Like is it like a is Close. it a pheasant? Is it a is it a a, mm-hmm. a a thing that they would eat? Is that what the queen? Think
0: about a more no. bougie a more bougie like pheasant. A, a pheasant. A pheasant. Deer,
2: a bougie no, 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 pheasant. More no, more no, bougie no. pheasant. Like a Let's like, stay a, birds. Let's like stay a bird. Like a quail or something. Like a no. Um um. Geicole. It's a famous ballet. Uh, a swan? Swan. swan. A queen. Wait, a queen a is just allowed swan. to swan. kill a swan. The Queen can kill a swan if she so chooses. Is she, to. Why would she uh, want has, to? Has she ever been really angry and gone out and just stabbed a swan?
1: <laughs> but that's why <laughs> it's beautiful. No. That's why it's beautiful because <laughs> she can. she can, but she never does. Mm. It's magical. Has-
3: Lizzie chooses peace every (laughs) day. Has any queen ever killed a swan?
0: It's a good question. I I think uh, swan killing generally happens after 8pm, so fortunately the the first king stopped that from happening. I feel like we we kind of
3: guessed that one. Like, we kind of got (laughs) that. Okay,
0: well, we've got one more. Okay. One more for you. In England, if you're at a concert or a gig and someone shouts, Oggy, 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 what three words should you say in response? I feel like, Uh, Ben, you would know this. Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Yeah. It's Ali, Ali, Ali. Oh, Ali, Ali, Ali. Ali, Ali is that Ali, what they Ali shout back?
1: Or- Come on, oh, Phineas.
0: Ali, Ali, Ali. And then the crowd screams something back. Oh, this is a shame. Come this is on. a travesty. Can I, please I don't know this. Salute this great. I also
3: ha- just sold out shows in London, like literally this morning. So I feel like I need to know what to do. Yes.
1: We've just saved Hold your on, life. Hold on, I'm
3: going to look it up. Don't tell
4: Congratulations. me. Congratulations. Thanks. That's
0: so fast. <laughs> okay, Ash, I'll tell you this now. Okay. If you are at a concert and you hear the words either oggie, oggie, oggie or ollie, 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 the correct response from the crowd is oi, oi, oi.
1: Let's show them. Ollie, ollie, ollie.
0: oi, oi. oy.
3: Okay, but why, you know? <laughs> Hopefully. Like, why? why?
0: It's just like a sign of British but camaraderie. But did it come
3: from? Like, the, is there an origin? Is there like a? Did a king who killed a swan do it first? There's
0: no rhythm. There's no rhyme. That's just. It's just the beauty of British culture. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's safe to say that we will, won't be seeing you until the Brits 2030. Like we but got the uh, swan you know, one. we'll see if we can pull no, some strings. You the, yeah, you did get yeah. the swan one, and that's all that counts. You know about the, the queen's most intimate habits. So, Ash and Phineas, your song "Till Forever Falls Apart." Everyone in the comments seems to think that you are controlling the sky because it is the most beautiful and perfect artistic sky. Somehow shot in one shot. What is going on there? Did you just have to wait until the perfect day arrived to shoot the video?
3: Well, if it would have been up to me, which thank God it wasn't, it wouldn't have been that beautiful purple sky. Because like the dance we learned, we didn't actually do together until the day we shot the video. And so we just like, we basically just did the dance the whole day and had a bunch of different takes. And I wanted to cut like the whole video from a bunch of the best takes. And then when we were like, all right, we got the Mm. video. Phineas was like, let's get the one take now. And I was like, no, (laughs) but the sky was too beautiful. And I was like, when am I ever going to get to dance with my friend again? Like a choreographed Mm. dance. So I said, yes. And then that, Ended up being the video. Thank God for you, Phineas. I think you kind of saved the day there.
0: It looks incredible. It was beautiful. One shot as well. Was, was it, Phineas, were you feeling the pressure to get it right in that one? Oh take, yeah. You know, when you did that one continuous take. Yeah,
2: I mean, we were also like, we were very warmed up for. Well, you know what? I probably was was. I bet Ash, you and I were like. Not feeling that much pressure, which is probably why it was good, because we had filmed tons and tons of, of shots earlier. Yeah. So we were like, let's just do this for fun. And that's probably why it turned out really well, because we were not putting that pressure on ourselves. But I'm not a good dancer, so the, doing many, <laughs> hey, fool, many takes doesn't... like like cutting a video together with angles of like our feet and and shots of like a close up of our hands it doesn't make me a better mm-hmm. dancer it just makes you go like wow he's really not good and so doing <laughs> it makes it it makes it more yeah, clear, it more clear. <laughs> so doing the one take i was like listen look at how hard we're trying check it out look yeah, at ash how hard charming. we're
3: trying. it was very it was like yes. more it wasn't a video about like look how good they can dance it was like look how much they love each other and it was charming you know
2: thanks ash yeah, i freed. totally agree
1: i i felt freedom when i watched that yeah Mm. Like, oh, they, they they are free yeah. in this moment um, How annoyed would you have been If you did the dance perfectly in that one take Only for the cameraman to mess up
3: It happened. <laughs> I mean, it literally terrible.
1: happens
3: We shot something else yeah. recently <laughs> um, I can't remember what it was mm. for, Finn But, so, like, we started getting a take And then the audio guy, like, it cut out And he's like, sorry And we're like, we were probably on, like, our 15th take And we're like, please <laughs> Once in yeah. a while that happens But,
1: <laughs> yeah Now, Clara, I've got to ask you a question yet. And it's kind of personal to me as well. Mm. Your star has been rising and rising. And it's actually come off. A lot of it has come off the back of you speaking from a very honest place about the injustices you faced, we face, and things that we go through. What is that feeling like? Because I can only speak for myself. When I started to speak out uncertain injustices, I actually thought, oh, my career is over now. Mm. I was sure it was heading in that way. And so how does it feel to be recognized off the back of just sharing your experiences and your pain?
4: Look, I've just I've just been I've just been doing me. Mm. You know, that that's 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 what I've always done. Um it's you know, I I mean not to say that I'm an artist because I'm really not, but I think, you know, any kind of public facing job you do. I think the, the hardest thing to do sometimes is to fight to stay being yourself yes. because there's always, there's always going to be people in your ear saying, maybe you shouldn't say this or you should try doing it like this or don't say that because you've got to protect this. And I just, um, you know, I think I've just grown to a place where I've always, I've just thought, like, well, what's the point? I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And like, you're either going to receive it or you're not.
1: I've always looked up to what you do and the professionalism mm. with which right. you do it. I felt like I've had new eyes on me since I've started speaking out and it's just a weird right. feeling because it's not, it's its the complete opposite of what I expected. I expected to be almost mm. shunned.
4: No, no, I hear that. I mean, to quote my, my spiritual mother, Oprah, you just got, you got to stand in your truth so nobody can use it against you. That's whether you make art, Love it. you know, yeah, as you're Cora. being in conversations about, about injustice. Like you, you know, you, ha- like you have to, you know, and Absolutely. it's like, I think the conversations that we've been having over the past year, um they 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 should have i mean well, it's not like they should have started years ago like people have been trying to have them it's just it's just uh balloon the, the onus on who's listening and, and and what they should be doing with that information that's been the shift and there's still a lot of work to do so yes. you know yes. let's
0: see um but there's a one burning question we have to ask before we go Phineas, um, heard on an interview with you and Jimmy Kimmel that something incredible, which is that you carry around, it's probably just a phone, but something to record sounds around the world. Uh, Been to Australia, recorded like a sort of a crossing, which made it into, you know, which actually makes it into the songs, a dentist drill. We were just wondering uh, if there are any sounds that you'd heard here in Britain that might one day make it into a song.
2: Yeah, actually, I I have a ton of, here, let me, I'm literally going to, Scroll to it right now. Okay. Um, when I first came to oh, London, it's like the first time I was in London in my life in um, 2017 in the summer. Billy and I came over and I hmm. um, brought a little mobile microphone and recorded so many uh, sort of sounds. I like, um, like, my favorite type of, of sounds are like just sort of like sounds of the world, if that makes any sense. Okay. Euro trip. I've got, let's see. Um, so this is my whole trip through Europe. I have bugs in Hyde Park. Huh. I have no way. more bugs in Hyde Park. <laughs> I, have, I have a file titled, all caps, very British people. I have one called the Night London. I have one. Uh, it says, outside the Borough Barista, which I loved. We stayed in Marble Arch, and I went to the Borough Barista every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one inside of uh, Deliciously Ella, which is like a vegan cafe I love. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: mm-hmm. Oh, we know that's spot. I have
2: sirens because you're – I love Deliciously Ella. Yeah. So I've got sirens because your sirens are all different. London street ambience. Mm-hmm. More London Street ambience. <laughs> um, let's see, what did I get at the uh, London Zoom audio. You are committed to the this very craft. British I love people
3: it. one. I have to know what.
2: I need to hear that. I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll yeah. send it to you guys for use. Yeah. <laughs> only seems fair.
3: I just love
0: the thought. I just love the thoughtfulness of one day listening to a song and being like, I swear I've heard that bug in Hyde Park before. Nah, it can't be. <laughs> That is incredible yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah
0: okay, well, look, it's been a pleasure having all of you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and it's super early where you you guys are Ash and Phineas. Clara, thanks for bearing with us with the Wi-Fi yes. I'm glad we all got to experience the Brits in some shape and form <laughs> yes. and fingers crossed, we'll all be in a box together next yes. year, chatting away, being secretly recorded yes. by Phineas for the yeah. next hour.
2: Right yeah. yeah and Who you knows? know what that audio file be called? What would it be called? more very British people. And yeah
0: Ash. <laughs> Ash. all right big thank you to Ash Phineas and Clara um, I've been Munya I've been sideman and that was the Brit's top table podcast with MasterCard
1: boom.